0: You're listening to the official podcast of Asbury University, produced by students with God-honoring conversations that inform, edify, and encourage. This is Asbury. We explore culture and current topics through a Christian worldview, promoting a well-balanced life, and we empower our community to belong, become, and be set apart. I'm your host, Abby Lobb. Welcome to This is Asbury. to the podcast so in the next three episodes with Dr. Brown we're going to dig a little bit deeper into the theme of belong become and be set apart this adds great richness to Asbury's community and we hope this podcast is an extension of that wherever you are listening so Dr. Brown thanks for joining us again for this series so we often talk about this theme here on campus Asbury's promise is that students will belong become and be set apart And as you said on your segment in the college tour a couple years ago, something special happens when you step on the campus of Asbury University. And I think that's absolutely telling of the dedication to giving students an environment first and foremost to belong. Mm -hmm. Belonging, you know, it's not something you know, but it's something you feel through community, through connection and purpose. So I want to talk about that with you today and what that means to belong in the church and the workforce and the community wherever you are. So, we'll just start right there. So, with events happening in the culture at large, it, it kind of feels like everyone is wondering where they belong. And, you know, the traditional model of belonging in a community or in a church or even in a family unit is really rapidly changing. So, what do you think it means to belong at the most primal level of being human? What does that mean?
1: Yeah, belonging is a human need. And there has been so much research in recent years on happiness. How do we achieve happiness what characterizes a flourishing contented life and one thing that is steadfastly common in the findings from different studies on happiness is that real meaningful relationships and a sense of belonging constitute our sense of satisfaction and fulfillment in a meaningful life so belonging matters and you asked what it means to belong at the most primal level So let me just share a few things about this, because I think that's one of those terms where we hear it and we think we know what it means, but there's actually a a deeper level meaning and aspiration that we're after here at Asbury. So first and foremost, the beginning of belonging is acceptance. Belonging starts with acceptance, and acceptance is good. It's literally receiving someone as adequate we make room at the table it's empathy it's seen through the eyes of the other the theologian Miroslav Volf calls this double vision it's mutual understanding its appreciation a deliberate act of finding the good in another the full presence of goodwill towards someone else so it's acceptance and acceptance is also kindness kindness should mark our Christianity think of the fruit of the Spirit love joy peace patience kindness generosity faithfulness gentleness and self-control i've said before to to say that christians should be kind people is like saying the car you're interested in comes with a steering wheel like yeah of course it does we expect that but importantly and this is important the, the full expression or i would say the mature expression of belonging is not simply kindness and acceptance that's its starting place The mature expression is obligation. One of our faculty members, Dr. Erin Penner, spoke in chapel a couple of years ago, and she had this great line. The whole chapel was great, but she said, if your community, she was saying this to the students, if your community does not demand something of you, it's not community. And, And I heard one person put it this way, obligation, that means you belong. So we start with, Acceptance and kindness, we mature to obligation.
0: Yeah, that's really powerful. (laughs) So how do you think the secular version of belonging differs from the biblical view of belonging, and do they ever intersect?
1: I think one way to answer this question and to frame the movement from acceptance to obligation is to look at our understanding of love. Again, this is one of those words. It means a lot of different things to a lot of people. And on one level, love is like, niceness, like being nice, and uh, if you love me, you'll be nice to me, you'll accept me, etc. And and C.S. Lewis called this sentimental kindness, but he was quick to point out that this is actually an immature idea of love. He actually had this quote, he said, I don't think I should value much the love of a friend who cared only for my happiness but didn't object to me being dishonest. In other words, he was like, that's really not love. It's a kind of kindness or niceness. It's not love. And a more mature understanding of love comes from Thomas Aquinas. He said, it's to will the good of another. And that love is far more demanding. Again, niceness and kindness, these are important characteristics. And we should be nice. We should be kind. But it doesn't necessarily obligate us. Willing the good of another, that obligates us. I heard a story years ago, someone share, a pastor, I I thought it was really interesting. He met with a gentleman from India, and the person from India said, you know, in India, we do marriage better than you do it in America. And the American pastor said, oh, boy, you have my attention. (laughs) Elaborate, uh, tell me more. And he said, in America, you fall in love, and then you learn to commit. In India, we commit. And then we learn to fall in love. Now, please uh, hear me. I'm not proposing arranged marriages here at Asbury or or anywhere else. I I think the point is this, the takeaway is deep, mature love and embedded community and belonging, these things demand something from us. They commit us. They draw us in. They make us responsible to one another. They make us responsible for one another. They make us say, I am in and this deep, mature love, that does not rise and fall proportionate to our feelings and our sentiments and our desires because its roots reach far deeper than that. This is a love that's built on enduring commitments. This is why the, the moral philosopher Josef Pieper said that to love someone is actually not to desire them. That's self-love. It's to desire something for them.
0: Mm, that's really good. So wh- what's a pivotal moment in your life when you felt like you belonged somewhere? <laughs> and how did that affect or change the way you perceived being known and valued?
1: So to answer this, I want to use an important word, I, th- I think, as it relates to identity, and that is the word durability. And we talked to our kids about this, and they roll their eyes. But um, I- if we want a robust identity, we want durability. And that means durability in our sense of self Our sense of worth like where our value comes from and our sense of action in other words who i am my identity if it's durable it doesn't change in a given situation good or bad clear or uncertain happy or sad easy or hard etc my sense of worth doesn't rise and fall with my accomplishments or failures or my position in life and my sense of action is robust in all circumstances. Meaning, if it's durable, I can act amidst pressure, or I I can know what to do even when it's not popular, or even when it might come with social cost. That's durability, that's robust identity, and that is the identity we all want. I think that's what we're all after. So the question is, how do we get that? And among other things, I think we get that by being embedded When we find ourselves in situations where there's a common aim, where we are responsible to others, others are depending upon us, we're dependent upon others, these contexts, they commit us, yes, but they also confer a healthy identity upon us. So let me give my example. Because I am a son, I'm a brother— I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm an Asbury employee. I'm in community with our administrators, faculty, staff, alumni, our board of trustees. I'm a president. There are things I do as a function of that identity. I'll quickly say, when I started this job, another president told me, there are things you're not going to want to do or things that you don't want to go to, but the president will have to go, and they will bring you with them. Here's the point. All of these labels, these identities, I'm embedded in them, and they actually limit what I can do. You might even say they militate against modern notions of freedom, this kind of unencumbered, unlimited liberty to do and act and choose as, as I see fit. They moderate my choices. They constrain and guide and regulate and govern my beliefs and practices. So they're socially embedded. Th- these are communal bonds, and they obligate me but they are a source of identity, and not just identity, but durable identity, a source of meaning, significance, fulfillment, gratification. They provide a durable source of worth and value. They help me to know what to do. They point me to what is good and right and true, even when it's hard. This is reminiscent of the philosopher Alastair MacIntyre. He said, if you want to know what to do, you have to know who you are. And to know who you are, you have to know the story that you exist within. That is the best of belonging, and that is what we desire for our students and and really for anyone in our community.
0: Those are great thoughts. How would you say that Asbury does foster that environment where students can have that community and have that sense of belonging?
1: I know everyone in Christian higher education would make a statement like this, but, but Asbury is the most deliberate environment. I have ever been in as it relates to belonging. For decades, practices here have been established and refined to draw students into the very patterns of belonging I've described. Kindness, yes, absolutely. Acceptance, yes. Niceness, of course. But also obligation and commitment and common aim and common work and accountability and proximity. These things don't happen accidentally. The wind blows in a more isolated, atomized direction, particularly in in our present moment. But these practices aim for belonging of the best kind, the kind that refines a robust identity, sense of self, sense of value, sense of action, and, and correlates that to a meaningful, flourishing life. That has been our community paradigm here really since the inception of the school over a century ago.
0: Yeah, and you can feel I've only been here two years, but it's very evident. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to add, Dr. Brown?
1: I'll just say that just in this conversation, we had a chapel a few years ago, and I shared something similar. I just told the students, when I finished my graduate work uh, a while back, I wanted to write a note to loved ones and acknowledge their influence in my life and, and just offer thanks to them. And I ended with this expression, and it's not an expression unique to me, I said, because you are, I am. Because you are, I am. And it wasn't just a creative way of saying thank you. It was the truest acknowledgement that I could make. Paul says in Romans 12, we are members of one another. Because my family is, I am. Because my church is, I am. Because my friends are, I am. And don't miss this, because God is, I am, these relationships, they draw me into a story. They obligate me. They commit me. Like, I'm in. I'm all in. They define me. They help me to know who I am and what to do. And that story has a direction, and it has a destination. Um, I, I think on our best day, when a student graduates and leaves here, they would have the thumbprint Of all the committed men and women who rise and fall each day thinking about them, thinking about their intellectual development, their spiritual development, their social development, uh, being able to kind of hypersee into them uh, of their potentiality and investing in them so that when they can leave, they can say, because you are, because they are, I am.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of This is Asbury. To learn more about Asbury University, visit asbury.edu.